The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss early stage marketing tricks. Joining us is Lee Mills, who is the co-founder and CEO of Pixly, which is the easiest way to snap, tag, share, and collaborate on project photos in real time from anywhere. Pixly enables customers to document projects with photos that provide a clear view of issues and progress, while all photos are viewed in real time where they can be tagged and assigned to specific members. Most of what Pixly is used is in the construction industry, but it's applicable in other places as well. And yesterday, Lee and I talked about influencer marketing for early stage companies. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about growth hacking toolkits. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Lee Mills, the co-founder and CEO of Pixly. Lee, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm every bit as excited to be here as I was yesterday. Excited to have you back on the show and to continue our conversation. We started off talking about some of your experience working at early stage startups and working with influencers, how to get people that have an audience, that have credibility to share the goodwill that they've built with that audience and help promote your products or service in a way that doesn't feel like advertising. You can start to get some awareness, build some trust, hopefully even get some traffic from influencers. But at some point, you have to have a marketing funnel, something that actually gets them from awareness, visiting your website, all the way through the funnel. Talk to me a little bit about how you think about growth hacking. and What are some of the toolkits that you use to get that initial impression and traction that you're getting from influencers all the way through the funnel to be your customers? At my core, I'm a direct marketer, and usually I have little to no budgets. So one thing that I'm actually using now, and I've used with great success over the past couple of years, is a tool called Duck Soup. Are you familiar with it? I've heard of Duck Soup. It's D-U-X, isn't it? Yeah, it's D-U-X. There's a couple different flavors of tools like this out there, but basically I use my LinkedIn Sales Navigator in conjunction with Duck Soup. And so I'll run a list, for example. I want to target construction project managers in Phoenix, Arizona. LinkedIn Sales Navigator creates that list for me. I turn on Duck Soup. Duck Soup basically automatically reaches out to any second degree connections, not first degree, with a message. And it's not a sales message. It's not a marketing message. It's just like, hey, I noticed you're an innovative leader in the space. I'm looking to connect with like-minded individuals. It's as simple as that. 
they connect with me. And upon that connection, then I send them another automated email. Hey, thanks for connecting with me. I'm flattered. I'm looking forward to your updates, which is true and sincere, by the way. And then I ask them if they're using any tools to solve the problem that I solve with Pixly. And then if they convert and they say yes, then I push them in the HubSpot and basically get them onto a demo. And then I have a nurture series for them. That's one way I do growth hacking. Let me stop and ask you here before we move on to the second. So LinkedIn is your lead generation channel. Why do you find LinkedIn to be the best way to reach out the first time as opposed to just doing email collection and sending a cold email? It's one of the best, not necessarily the best. I love LinkedIn for a lot of reasons. For some reasons, I don't like it. Like right now, they just, they've reduced the amount of outbound emails. And I think they're going to start throttling tools like this duck soup because some people have abused it. But there's two things. So there's the growth hacking part with the LinkedIn list that I just mentioned, pull them in with the AI basically bot and then pull them in the HubSpot. And then on the other side, I do cold emails too. So yes, there's a plethora of lists out there that you can acquire and test. And then I use a tool called woodpecker.co for that. Woodpecker.co. That's what I haven't heard of. Ah, woodpecker.co is basically, they brand themselves as a, a cold email tool. So it's like kind of like a HubSpot, but for outbound cold emailing. Okay, so walk me through what Woodpecker does and what are you trying to accomplish with this tool? I'm always trying to accomplish the same thing, which is generate interest that creates a marketing qualified lead that I can convert into a sales qualified lead that completes a demo and signs up for a Pixley pilot project. That's my goal. And then once we get pilot projects and demos, we know we have enough confidence in the app and its value prop that people will subscribe and will generate revenue and long-term customers with account expansion. But for Woodpecker specifically, I upload a list and then I have a basically a series of emails that go out to that list. The messaging is entirely different because most of these people do not know who I am. So let me take a step back. Marketing and sales has changed a lot over the years since we've been in it. Like hardcore sales is dead. Like nobody wants to be sold to. So I'm not selling anything. I'm not even really marketing in a way. I'm just introducing it to help them solve pain. And if I find out they have pain and I offer a way to solve it and show it to them, then I get them in my funnel. And then that's where I work my magic of the education and the nurturing and not a hard sale, but like more of a nurture approach. I also pull people's heartstrings. So you have, you have a young family. A lot of people have kids. And I'll ask them, if I get them on the phone, do you have kids? Yes. Do they play sports? Yes. Oh, what do they play? Oh, my daughter plays softball. Oh, great. Have you ever missed a softball game because you're stuck on the project or you were stuck at the office? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's been awful. Well, what if I showed you a way that could save you two to three, maybe more hours a week, and you would not have to miss your next softball game? That sounds like sales to me. It does. But I'm also saying, because I'm kind of fired up and excited right now, use it in a softer tone of voice. But that's also helping people so they can do all the work you need to do, but do it in a way where you're more efficient. You can go home and enjoy time with your family. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. 
Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So there's somewhere out there, there's someone that's listening to this podcast who's interested in marketing but is saying, well, you're spamming on LinkedIn and you're spamming on cold email and all you're doing is cold outreach. That's not really marketing. All you're doing is batching and blasting. I will be the first one to say these are the most effective marketing channels that you don't have to spend a ton of money to grow. But tell me what your answer is for the person that is sitting there saying it's morally wrong to just cold outreach to everybody that's in your target market. For one, I vehemently disagree that it's wrong. They are in the target market because the solution I'm presenting to them can truly help them. If I didn't think it could, I would not be wasting their time. Like I'm a white hat marketer through and through. I've seen the gray hat. I've seen the black hat. If people unsubscribe, trust me, I manage that list. I am not spamming people. I'm not robocalling people. I'm truly coming from a good place and trying to help people. And this is not like my one and only sole marketing channel, right? I mean, of course I do paid search and I do app stores, paid search apps. I paid, you know, apps for optimization and SEO and newsletter sponsorships and event marketing and, and influencers that we talked about and social. But this is a part of the overall marketing strategy and plan that works because the people that I'm reaching find value in it and they ultimately become customers. So you can't just, I'm not trying to email people five, 10 times. If they don't respond after the third email, then they're taken off the list. And that's why every email is, and I'm 100% can spam compliant. I would be, I might get my feelings hurt if somebody called me a spammer because I'm not, but I make it very easy for anybody to unsubscribe or unfollow. Yeah. You know, I think that the devil is in the details and there's a question of using cold emails to reach out to somebody who you're interested in working with and then abusing email as a channel by constantly sending them messages that they don't want. The devil's always in the details. It's a question of volume generally more than it is with the practice. Now, you mentioned, all right, I get them from LinkedIn, from cold email. And now I've got this nurture sequence. This to me seems like where the growth hacking is actually happening. All right, I've got somebody who is interested. How do I get them from, let's call it point B to point C being point customer? So that's the ongoing education of the value prop and understanding their pain and then presenting a way to solve that pain that can be accomplished in as little as a 10 or 15 minute quick online demo. Another thing I do is like, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'd like to see if you have 10, 15 minutes so I can show this to you. And I'd like to get your feedback, which is true. I want your feedback and your feedback might be, oh, this is great. I'd like it. Awesome. I'll help you get it. Or my feedback might be, I don't need this. That's also feedback and that's fine. And I'll move on to the next. 
I think that there's a numbers game that you're mentioning, which is we're going to reach out to a lot of people. We're going to be a fit for a lot of people. Not everybody's going to want us. That's okay. That's just part of life. When you think about growth hacking, you're going into the nurture campaign. There's an appropriate way to follow up with people, and that can be in multiple channels. It can be an email, sending more information. You could be, uh, I don't know, asking them to download white papers, sign up for events, newsletters, podcasts, other content series. There's a million ways to stay in front of the customer. Social media following is obviously another one as well. What's your go-to strategy for staying in front of your customers? Do you just keep it in the same channel or do you try to mix it up and get them involved in other places? Pixly is a niche audience. Like we're not selling to every single construction person on the planet. It's really project superintendents, project managers, project engineers, and virtual design and construction. Those are the four main personas. There's a few others, architects, but it's not just every single person in the construction industry. So I'm careful about the list that I pull and what I'm using on Duck Soup and the titles and the sizes and all that. I'm also using like a regional approach where I want to focus on what's in Southern California. So I can, you know, same time zone, I can jump in my truck and go to a job site if I need to, offer a lunch and learn, what have you. But back to your question, I do a couple things. One, I follow them on social, I follow their company on social, I interact with them on social, I'll, I'll like or comment on their posts. I do offer additional content. I actually offer lunch and learn. So I'm actually going to a job site tomorrow and I'm sponsoring lunch to show them Pixly live in person to 10 people. And then they're going to start using it. And since I'm literally showing up and providing lunch and actually going to help them install the app and start using it, I'm pretty confident. I have a very high degree of confidence that they'll become a customer and there'll be a lot of account expansion. But yeah, it's interacting with them on social, following their personal accounts or business accounts. Same thing on LinkedIn and offering valuable content that helps them. Like I always try to put myself in the shoes of my customer or whoever I'm interacting with. We've all got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm not trying to bombard people with stuff just for the sake of giving them stuff. If it has value, I'll offer it to them. If, if it's not, I'm just, I'll refrain because it's really all about relationships. And you can have the best software in the world that solves the most pain, but if people don't like you or they don't like your brand, they're never going to use you. One of the things I've honed over the years is the delicate art of persistence and the timing of that persistent follow-up. So it's definitely not every day. And it's definitely not every couple of days, depending on where they are in the funnel. It's usually every other week, unless they ask for a call. And I call. It's not just email, it's phone calls. Phone call, email follow-up. Phone call, email follow-up. So what I'm hearing from you is when you think about your growth hacking toolkit, it starts off with some, let's call them cold outreach tools, whether it's Woodpecker to send some cold outreach. I use a tool called Mixmax. Um, you're using Duck Soup to do some LinkedIn automation. That's getting people into your funnel. And the process there becomes more CRM administration. And you mentioned the cadence of email, phone call, email, phone call. You're mixing it up between a couple of direct outreach, but you're actually doing more traditional sales practices than you are, let's call it growth hacking, because a lot of your relationships are B2B relationships where you're actually working with your prospects to get them onboarded onto your platform in kind of a B2B sales model. Are there any other tools that you would consider to be part of your growth hacking toolkit? I'm trying to think. I've been using Duck Soup all year. I know there was something I used previously last year. Like I do... I also have consulting clients. So I coaching.com is a client of mine, power sport buyers, Vin data, a handful of other ones, but it's always like hardcore direct startup marketing with a heavy emphasis on inbound with paid search. 
I mean, growth hacking by definition to me in a lot of ways is leveraging other people's audiences, right? So one thing that I've been able to do with, with Pixly specifically, and I've done with other software startups where I'm usually like the first guy is strategic partnerships. So that could be co-branding, white labeling, partnering, integrations, different things. So there's a really big player in the construction tech space called Procore that went public in May. And they're probably the number two largest player in the space behind Autodesk. So through my relationships I've been able to build over the years in this space, I was able to get them to agree to partner with us and we're integrating with them, which means if you have a Procore account and you have a Pixly account, when you open up Pixly, it'll automatically have your Procore projects and photo albums already built in there. And then we're part of their marketplace. So part of growth hacking for me is to find other marketplaces for construction tech software where we can be built in where people are already actively looking. So basically the Procore marketplace is like the Apple App Store of construction tech, as an example. So that doesn't cost a lot of money. It might cost some time, but you have to, again, be able to convey a value prop to Procore or whomever it is. Like, why do we want you in your marketplace? Well, because your customers want us in there. I could cite a couple who've requested for us to be in there. And we add value and we'll be good citizens. And together, we'll both better help the industry as a whole. You know, at the end of the day, yesterday, we talked about influencer marketing. Today, we're talking about growth hacking toolkits. The idea is to find audiences that are relevant to your customer base and to figure out ways to reach out to them that feels authentic, whether it's an influencer that's reaching out and describing your product services, or even if it's you reaching out directly using tools like Woodpecker or Duck Soup that Lee mentioned today, what's important is getting someone into your funnel and then understanding what are some of the pain points that they have and how you can address them. And we're going to continue the conversation, talk about that process tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Lee Mills, co-founder and CEO of Pixly. In the third part of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, we're going to talk about some of Lee's startup marketing automation tips. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Lee, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Lee Mills, L-E-E-M-I-L-L-S. Or you could visit his company's website, which is pixly.ai, P-I-X-L-Y.ai. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.